We welcome you to the Alaska Sports Talk Podcast. Glad to have you along, alongside Isaiah Freeman, Keaton Homer along with you. This is going to be a fun episode, episode number six of the Alaska Sports Talk Podcast. As we always mention at the top of the broadcast, wherever you're listening, whether that's Spotify, TuneIn, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, whatever, like, subscribe, uh, check it out. That way it's easy to follow and it's bookmarked and you can get new weekly episodes every time. So, so glad to have you along. This is going to be chocked full of a whole bunch of stuff. We have UAA athletics to cover between men's and women's basketball, UAA volleyball. There's even UAA hockey going on. But right now we're obviously in the midst of some ASAA state championship events. We have swim and dive coming up. And then the big one this week, obviously, is high school volleyball. And so we will get to that here in just a moment. We have a very special guest. Our first live interview, Isaiah. This is going to be exciting. It's it's going to be great debuting a new segment as well so that uh, we can keep everybody informed. A need-to-know segment, so I'm excited about that. And, yeah, of course, the first live guest on the show, which is we'll have lots more, but, you know, it's the first one. So special honor is bestowed upon this person, which we will – introduce later into the show but uh yeah very exciting very exciting time lots happening last week that we chronicled in episode five so if you didn't know what was going on take a listen to that and then you can hear the summaries of some of the things that are going on but right now you know it's uh it's all about uh some state high school volleyball coming up this week yeah state high school volleyball obviously happening at the alaska airline center this week and we will get into a whole bunch of that here later on but isaiah swim and dive uh, going on in Juno, um, kind of getting things started off in our, I guess, I don't know. That's not really a winter sport. Does it qualify as a winter sport? Or well, is it more of still a fall sport? It ends more in the winter. So we just call it a winter sport. Okay. Because it finishes in November. So, and generally by that's by swim dive, we have snow on the ground now. Right, right. This yeah, year, so- it, it was the day after. But, you know, in Juneau, there's, there there wasn't a whole lot of anything on the ground. So You didn't make the trip down to Juneau, did you? I did not. No, I did not. I, I stayed in Anchorage. And uh, actually, I went to H2 Oasis with my daughter for a birthday party. <laughs> I can't That's a little hear, ironic, I think. Yeah, I can't really hear anything. Um, <laughs> I, I, re- I recovered hearing, you know, a few days later. But it's still not what it used to be. A lot of, a lot of little girls screaming and running around. It was quite something. Well, so kind of recap just briefly, uh, high school swim and dive. It looked like, um, you know, obviously a whole bunch of events going on throughout the course of a couple of days there in Juneau. But uh, the Juneau girls winning and the service boys also winning as well in this year's uh, state swim and dive, um, state swim and dive meets. Yep. They both, uh, Juneau girls won, service boys won. If you need more information on some of the individuals that won in each races, there's a lot of races. We don't want to cover every single one of them here because obviously we didn't see all of them, but uh, you can go to ASAA365.com and the, hit the swim dive page and it has all the results there for you. But yeah, Juno girls won and service boys won. I would love to take the time to go through all each individual events of, you know, high school swim and dive, but there's so many. There is just, there's just too many to put there's into too- a, a, like a 30 minute podcast. 
Well, it's the same thing like a track and field one. I mean, we could analyze each race, but that's going to take a long time. <laughs> it is going to take a long time. So uh, high school swim and dive happening or uh, happened already in Juneau. So congratulations to the Juneau girls and the service boys on winning this year's state swim and dive championships. Obviously, last week, uh, UAA um, athletics was in full gear. Isaiah, where do we want to start? Do we want to start with um, the UAA men's basketball team for a minute? Yeah, we started the need to know segment with state swim dive and state volleyball, kind of what's going on with that. And we'll dive more into volleyball later. But yeah, need to know for the UAA what's what's going on, Keaton. Well, UAA men's basketball team off to a fantastic start. They got off to a 2-0 start. They played NAIA Cal Maritime this past weekend, picking up a couple of victories. They won 86-69 in front of 2,500 fifth graders from across the Anchorage School District. I don't know if you guys have seen any of this video that uh, happened last week, last Friday at 11 o'clock, a very rare morning tip time for uh, UAA basketball, but they packed the arena. There was over 3,200 fans in the stands. 2,500 of them were being uh, bussed from all around the Anchorage School District, all these fifth graders. And I don't know if I've ever heard the arena so loud. Isaiah, I know you were there as well. I, I was there. It was loud. It was very loud. It was it was a cool it was a cool atmosphere though. Fifth graders cheering, towels waving. It was a it was pretty something. I, I know the players all on the floor happened to like it too. It was just it was pretty loud in there. I've been in there when it's really, really loud, and that definitely rivaled some of those state championship games on how loud that arena got. It was pretty crazy. Uh, I think they're going to have to do that in the future uh, moving forward. That's for sure. But UAA men's basketball getting off to a terrific start, 2-0 start. Women's basketball team, they played this past Sunday. They lost by a point, 76-75. They lost with four seconds remaining. UAA actually had a lead in that game, um, but they were unable to hang on to it. Uh, Jazz Evans hit a... um, Go ahead, shot with four seconds remaining. UAA committed a foul, and Pacific University hit two foul shots uh, with the final couple of seconds remaining to win 76-75. UAA volleyball with a, a couple of conference wins uh, this weekend as well. Uh, Seawolves on a three-game winning streak going into their final road matches. UAA hockey, on the other hand, up in Fairbanks for the Alaska Governor's Cup. They lost. Uh, the two matches against UAF. The second game this past Saturday was a lot closer. Seawolves were actually trailing five to one at one point. They came back, made it five to four, but couldn't find that equalizing goal. So the Seawolves dropped uh, two games to UAF. So that kind of gets you at least, at least a little bit caught up on UAA athletics from this past weekend and even a little bit of high school sports as well. Isaiah, should we do the first interview in Alaska Sports Talk podcast history? I. You know, I think we should. I think we okay. really should. I mean, she's she's been waiting patiently. Waiting patiently. Couldn't uh, really appreciate uh, her coming on and talking about that. So, yeah, uh, we've got – we are joined by the Wasilla Volleyball Head Coach, Katie Oxspring. She is joining us on the Alaska Sports Talk podcast, our first live guest on the show, and we are going to talk – 4A volleyball. We've got the brackets out for the state championships. But uh, Katie, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Ah, it's great. It's great to have you. We're going to talk a little bit about, I, I just want to hear, I'm going to start off with the question and I could know Keaton will 
want to ask some as well, but, you know, now that we're at the end of the season, just give us a little bit of detail on your team, the Wasilla girls. Uh, I know that they've been really a very, very tough squad this entire year. Anytime I hear about volleyball or talk about volleyball with anybody in the state, I, I always seem to hear Wasilla's name mentioned. So if you could just give us a little update on the team and your season and just a little bit about your squad. Yeah, we obviously have a very special squad this year. Um, I remember our first, actually at tryouts, I remember looking at my assistant coach, watching these girls compete to kind of make this varsity squad. And my eyes were just as big as saucers. I knew that this was going to be a very, very special year. Did I think we'd be getting to this point in the season, an undefeated team at 18 and 0? Sort of. But I, you know, they're teenage girls. So you always kind of wonder what's going to happen. Every week's a new week. Um, but I knew from the get-go it was going to be a very special team. These girls just want it. And that um, is just so awesome to be a witness to. They look me in the eye when I'm talking to them. They, anytime there was a moment where we could have maybe canceled a practice because we have gone 28 days straight of volleyball, they said, absolutely not. We're practicing. They just don't want to take a day off. They want to put in the work. And we've said since our first practice, um, we didn't want to get to this point in the season and ever have a moment where we wish we would have done something differently or something more, or we shouldn't have canceled this practice or we should have practiced longer. So um, this is kind of a team that's just super determined. They're all very competitive and they're just all ready to compete. So we've, we looked at the season we said goodbye to our season. We said hello to Regions Week. We competed that week, and now we're saying goodbye to that, and now we're just ready to compete. This is a brand-new week where essentially you're starting over. You know, Coach, you mentioned the undefeated record, and obviously that's a fantastic accomplishment, but I'm sure any coach, you know, just as you kind of touched on there a little bit, um, it's great and all, it's undefeated, but now it's state championship time. What are you telling – your girls right now to kind of keep them focused and to keep them, you know, kind of locked in uh, into this kind of, so to speak, new season in, in state tournament play. Yeah. So we just talked, we have talked a lot about this is its own week. We, nothing that we have done, it, it matters so much in the long run, but as it, when we start playing this week, we're starting over essentially at zero. Like this is a brand new week where we get to compete and that's just what we keep saying. We don't keep saying we need to win. That's something that we are not. We don't use the W word because that's all kind of result focused. So when those results aren't happening, it's it's not going to happen. So we just keep talking about we want to just be the team that comes in and competes at our level and at the highest level. And so that's really it. It's staying focused in. We've done a lot of um, we're reading a great book as a program called a championship teammate. And we've just talked a lot about being the championship teammate and how we can compete together to get through this week. Um, but just kind of that starting over mentality and we're taking that deep breath and we're going in our first game against diamond on Thursday and at ground zero. And so, and then we hope to compete and give it our best from there. Well, coach, I know you mentioned your opponent uh, in the opening round of the, uh, the uh, state tournament diamond, Give us your honest opinions about 
the Diamond Links. You guys have seen them obviously during the regular season. Uh, what are what are their strengths? What can be a challenge? What kind of challenge do they present for for your squad, if any at all? Yeah, Diamond's always going to be a challenge because they. I'm not. I'm, I'm not from here. I've only lived in Alaska. I've only been coaching for the last six years. Um, but I have am very well known now. Um, Diamond's kind of record and what they have accomplished under their leadership with Kim Lowers. And so she has rightfully deserved these state titles. I mean, I don't even know how many state titles they have in say the last 20 years. And so that alone um, is something to be aware of. And so Diamond is always going to be competitive. They're always going to be in this position. And so we're very excited to play them right out of the gate because if we want to win this, we want to play the best. And in my opinion, these teams are the best, especially Diamond. They have a libero. We know our our whole focus is keep it away from their libero. (laughs) She is fantastic. She gets, she, she has no fear and it is incredible to watch as a coach on the other side. And then they also are just consistent across the board. But again, it goes back to their leadership. Kim knows what she's doing. Um, and so that alone is kind of trying to stay one step ahead of that, or just even to be in that same gym coaching, you know, against her is kind of a privilege and just kind of being able to battle that a little bit. Talk about your team and in the style of play. Are you guys, I have seen you guys play maybe two matches this entire year, and you guys have a very, very long season. Has your style of play changed based upon, you know, how you've gone throughout the season? Does it change based upon opponent? Are you being consistent? Are you guys defensive? Are you guys aggressive and offensive? What is this team? What is its identity um, when you guys get out on the volleyball floor? I think we're a little bit of both. I would venture to say that we have kind of two of the biggest, obviously, size-wise, literally. We have two six-four middles. Um, But they're also offensively a threat, which is very hard to find two middles. So to start off the gate, we had two middles, and we knew we had this opportunity. And so that first two and a half months of season almost, two months of season – are how can we feed our middles? So using our middles, using our middles. And then from there, and it was getting the balls there from defense that we needed to get the passes and working on serve, receive and kind of this faster tempo volleyball so that we could feed our middles and it could be consistent. And so now the whole last half of season was, okay, we've accomplished that. We think, Um, you know, our middles are sort of leading the state in kills, kills per set. And blocks and so now it's okay let's really get consistent good balls to our outsides and so now we know we can use the middle which is essentially kind of that harder set to set in a match so now it's let's get it to our outsides now that everyone's going to tee off on our middles and let's see what we can do with our outsides and now let's also see what we can do with our opposites and so it's we kind of had a game plan to get the middles involved because we knew what we had and then now we're expanding to the outside. So um, I think we're a pretty strong defensive team as well. We're very consistent. I think our serving is we're a very tough serving team as well. And then I think just kind of feeding those hitters uh, the right type of tempo balls has been really great as well. Talking with uh, Katie Oxspring, the Wasilla volleyball head coach, Isaiah, um, 
you've looked at the bracket, obviously. This is going to be a, a fun matchup at 1.30 on, oh. on Thursday. Um, it's just one of four, though, on that day. There's uh, three other matchups uh, in the 4A bracket, obviously. Yeah, I have to say, Katie, when I was putting the bracket together, um, <laughs> I actually had a little bit of a chuckle going, wow, that 130 game Wait, is... Uh, are you taking blame, Isaiah? I, for the bracket? I'm, I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm, I'm no. kidding. <laughs> I just want to put it out there that it's rotation <laughs> basis. Uh-huh. uh-huh. When I saw that, I was like, whoa, 130. If you're not doing anything on Thursday... Even if you are, you might just want to skip work. You know, I'm not advocating for skipping school, but maybe you can convince your parents to get you out of school a little early. Because, coach, that that 130 game that that's that's an that's an incredible game. I that's that's going to be awesome. And again, all four games, but that one especially was just kind of wow. Yeah. It'll be great. I mean, we want to compete. And so, like I mentioned before, we want to play the best. And so Diamond is proven that that's what they are, even in just the last five to six years that I've really been kind of at the helmet Wasilla. So it's so fun to be able to do that. And so it's great to see what these kids are made of. And it's great to, to see them challenged. Um, and so it's kind of nice that right out of the gate, um, we just get to compete like that. Oh, that's, All right, Coach. Oh, go ahead, Isaac. Go. Um, I was just going to say, I, I love that mindset. I really do. That's, hey, if you want to be the best, you got to beat the best. They're returning state champs. You got to play them to get to the championship at some point. So get yeah. them first. And I, I, I love that mindset. That's a great mindset. Coach, I have to say, you have been the best live guest we've ever had. <laughs> well, thank you so much. <laughs> Been the best. You are number one. Appreciate it. You are number Number one. one. Perfect. Thank you very much, Coach. And we'll circle back with you at some point, I'm sure, during the state championship. But again, thank you for taking the time and being on the podcast. And it was great talking with you. I look forward to seeing you on Thursday. Yeah. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thanks, Coach. Appreciate it. Thanks, Coach. Bye. Well, you heard it there, Wasilla. Taking on Diamond, obviously, in the opening round and uh, very grateful to Coach Oxspring for taking some time out of her evening to to join us here on the podcast. They're going to be a tough team in the state championship, Isaiah. They're going to be really tough out. That's, yeah, they're going to be, uh, like I said, I, I can't. I can't say it any better. I mean, that 130 game is, that that's a huge game. I mean, I know that all the other... They're all huge. It's a double elimination tournament. When you look at the bracket, it, it's just that is going to be. I'm going to be glued to my seat during that time. I'm not going anywhere. If there's okay. something that's happening in the arena, somebody else is going to have to deal with it because that's that's the that's the game I kind of highlighted. Is I'm not leaving. That's uh that four A bracket is really tough. That is a tough tough bracket. Well, what's crazy about the 4A bracket, I mean, you just look at any of those teams and, you know, anybody could honestly win that thing. I, I'm, that's not even, I mean, there's been years where you looked at the 4A bracket and you're like, all right, you know who's going to win it. Um, but this year, I think it it's legitimately, I don't know. I mean, yeah, Wasilla's undefeated. Okay, great, fantastic. Uh, we know what they can do. Um, Diamond, we know their history and their record. 
the East team, the the Betty Davis East Anchorage Thunderbirds, they just won the region tournament uh, for Cook Inlet. So, I mean, come on. Like, it could be any number of these teams. Yeah, I I started at ASAA in 2010. And those volleyball tournaments since then, it's always kind of been the Diamond and South show, you know, and everybody else is just kind of seeing who might be able to present them a challenge for a little while, maybe a couple games inside a match. But I, this is definitely the first year when I look at this bracket where I go, wow, this really could be anybody's game. I mean, you get on a, you get on a heater and you're, you're going to win. I mean, yeah. it's, I, I am really looking forward to looking forward to it. And the, for those of you listening to this podcast that haven't seen the bracket yet, go to ASAA365.com and go to the volleyball page there and you can download the 4A bracket. And we'll be talking about the 3A bracket here pretty soon too. But the uh, you're going to want to look at these brackets. And again, these games start on Thursday, November 9th. Uh, the first game starts at 10 a.m. And we play volleyball all the way until – 7 p.m. that night. So take a look at that bracket. It is I'm really I'm really really looking forward to it. I yeah. I'm a big fan of the 3A 4A volleyball tournament. I always have been, but especially this year. Yeah, no, it's going to be fun and exciting. This is a serious question though to consider for for fans. Uh I know that the Anchorage School District is already making potential contingency plans for the next couple of days, given how bad some weather could get over the next couple of days, if the Anchorage school district, and you can hopefully answer this, Isaiah decides to cancel school because of road conditions. How does that impact the state tournament potentially on Thursday, maybe even Friday? Well, here's how it has operated in the past with Anchorage school district, or really any of the other school districts yeah. around the state for weather is while they may not have school or maybe after uh, school practices, things like that, when it comes to the state championships, what they have done is they have made arrangements to get teams to the state championships. Uh, okay. Sometimes conference tournaments in the past have had to be altered and things like that. But for state championships, they've, they've made it work. Um, and the policy is with weather – because I we have been watching the weather. We had a staff meeting today and was talking about the weather. <laughs> is basically if a team gets weathered out, we try to move them to the last we we move them to the last game time of the night. The problem with a double elimination bracket is that last game of the quote unquote night is really at 315 because it's a double elimination bracket. Right. So if they can't make it by that 315, then they basically forfeit that first round, then they go into the bottom. So then they would have the rest of the day Thursday to get in. Whereas in like a basketball bracket, that last game could be at 745 at night, and they yeah. wouldn't necessarily have to forfeit. So as of right now, I have not heard anything that that would change anything. Right now, the latest weather update I saw checking before we tape – this podcast was the heavy snow was going to start kind of coming down a little bit later or not tonight, but basically early 
Wednesday. Early Wednesday, yeah. Yep, early Wednesday morning, and then kind of all day Wednesday. So we're hoping that because a lot of the teams have practices already scheduled, is that they some have already come in tonight. And obviously some of the Anchorage teams, they don't have to worry about actually getting into Anchorage, but then having a bus. So again, as of right now, it hasn't been an issue, but we'll we'll take it. We'll figure it out if it does. Yeah, it's just something to kind of have in the back of my mind, you know, like, man, I know that we're expecting all this, you know, some snow, some rain, some possibly you know, frozen streets. And I was like, Oh, I wonder how that impacts state volleyball. So good to know the, the contingency plans for, for all that. The contingency plans are there. My guess is at least one of these days, you know, based on past history with some of the school districts is it wouldn't shock me if Wednesday or Thursday school is canceled one of those days, or maybe even a late start. Yeah. It it really wouldn't shock me that terribly much. No, I agree with you. So it'll be interesting to keep an eye out on the weather for the next couple of days here in the Anchorage Bowl. So uh, 4A bracket, we kind of covered that one. Go through a couple of other matchups just to keep you updated on time. So it all starts at 10 a.m. at the Alaska Airlines Center as the East Anchorage Thunderbirds taking on... um, I got to go back and look at my, my Soldat, schedule now. The Soldat, Soldat and the Stars. Yeah, yeah. Soldat and the Stars, and then Service in West Valley uh, at 1145. And then, of course, the 130 matchup, Wasilla and Diamond. Then rounding out the opening round is Thunder Mountain and South Anchorage. So that's the 4A volleyball bracket. Now let's take a look at the 3A volleyball bracket here um, to lead us off as the 3A bracket. Uh, Valdez and Sitka and the team that I'm really keeping my eye on Isaiah uh, the Kenai Cardinals I got them they're playing uh, Gnome Belts at 11:45, but Kenai they went through their conference undefeated uh, only yep. lost a handful of matches so I really like Kenai Mount Edgecombe is the number one out of the Southeast Conference and I've known they lost a few more matches but they played a few tougher teams not to say that these other uh teams didn't uh throughout the regular season so don't let the record fool you from Mount Edgecombe that that could be kind of a surprise team but I really do like the Kenai Cardinals out of this 3A bracket yeah I boy it's hard to say you know it's this team so much better than everybody else blah blah yeah. blah, blah but but Kenai Kenai the past few years has really they have been the class of of 3A. I know Valdez was – they had some – Valdez and Kenai battled out a few uh, years, but Kenai is really, really tough. They're they're going to be tough. That's that's going to be a – you know, I know Nikiski knows them pretty well. You know, could Nikiski sneak up on them? Yeah, I, I never count out anybody in state tournaments. You're dealing with high school kids – you know, you get under the bright lights. You never know what can happen. It's, but they are. I would say they're they're the they're the heavy favorite. Well, I mean, you just look at Kenai's schedule. I mean, they played Wasilla, and they took him to four sets. Did uh, did Kenai? So I mean, you're taking one of the top teams in four A volleyball to to four sets. They also took him to three sets one other time. 
So, I mean, they're they're pushing some 4A teams, um, you know, and picking up some victories also against 4A teams. So they've played some stiff competition, and they've come out victorious against some bigger schools. So now in state tournament time. But like you said, never know what you're going to get. You never, uh, come, just come never state know. Tournament. You never know. People get tight. You know, it's just you're in an arena setting. It's not the same true. As high school. That's true. You know, when you're looking up, it looks completely different than if you're in a high school gym because you're talking hundreds and hundreds of feet higher than before. So you just you just never know. And maybe it takes them a set or two to kind of get used to it. And then, you know, things happen. So, you know, you see that with basketball in the arena every now and then. So you just never know. But they are the Kenai team has been at the Alaska Airlines Center before. They've been in this state tournament before. They've been through this, you know, double elimination style many times before. I don't think the coaching staff is is very schooled in this whole way of things for the state tournament. So I don't think anything's going to really rattle them, but yeah. they they are tested. There is no doubt. Nothing in this tournament I I think is going to surprise them or scare them or anything like that. They're they're definitely tested. Uh, I agree with you. I agree with you there. So 3A bracket once again, Valdez, Sitka, 10 a.m., uh, Kenai, and then Nome at 11.45 in game number two on Thursday. Mount Edgecombe and Ioson at 1.30, and then Barrow and Nikiski at 3.15 for that first uh, part of action in the winner's bracket. Of course, uh, it is a double elimination tournament, so... Uh, winners will actually play again later on Thursday. Uh, the losers of those first round games will play on Friday um, to go through the bottom portion of the bracket and try to keep their season alive. So got to lose. Well, you don't got to lose, but you lose twice. You're out. You're eliminated. So that's kind of the unique thing about high school volleyball here in Alaska. Yep. The double elimination tournament that, uh, you can not have your best game and you can, you know, right. Hey, regroup and then let's get them the next day. So, you know, we've been talking about the brackets again. If you want to take a look at the brackets and plan your time to go into the arena and come watch these games, both these games are going to be going on at the same time. We've got two courts on the main floor. It's a lot of fun to be there to watch. Uh, go to ASAA365.com, get your tickets, you can download the brackets. The Volleyball State program with the rosters will be available to download and view there as well. So, again, I'm giving you, we're giving you this information so it makes it easy on you. Just go to ASAA365.com, get your tickets, get the program, get, get everything you need because you're going to want to set up shop in the Alaska Airlines Center for the next three days on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday to watch this. It's gonna be it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be a lot of fun. That'll be good. So that's the uh Nate's the next state championship on the docket for ASAA this season. So state volleyball is here coming up this week and then uh, I guess kind of a little bit of a break between state championships ish. Right. I think the next one on the docket is wrestling after uh after volleyball, right? Close. After this week of state volleyball, then we have all state music. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yep, all state music. And then the Thanksgiving week, there's nothing. 
But then the week after Thanksgiving is the mixed six two-way volleyball tournament out in Palmer. Right. Okay. And then we have uh, wrestling. There's a week off, and then we have state wrestling before uh, that first weekend before uh, Christmas. Gotcha. So, Gotcha. Got a, a got cool. a few things coming. Very that's cool. for sure. But it's exciting. Right. It's it's awesome. I just this is a great time. And I know we're gonna do a little bit more of a shootout, Alaska, Great Alaska shootout focus podcast a little bit later on next week, because that's when the Great Alaska shootout for girls yeah. for UA women start. Keaton, you got any information on that? I know uh none. Zero. No, I'm just kidding. Zero. Zippo. Zippo. <laughs> Well, if you've got uh, a parking pass for me, just let me know. Uh, you know that you don't, here's the unique <laughs> thing. You don't need parking passes anymore. Did you know this? Well, I like, do know that you don't have to pay for parking anymore. True. Well, right. I, oh, so you want you want to park in the VIP lot is what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, that's what. Well, you're, oh, you're big time over yeah, there. So yeah, I figure, yeah. you know, you might be. I don't even get up. VIP parking. I don't well, even get that's, that. That's Keaton. We're going to have to talk to somebody about that. That's uh-huh. that doesn't make you're the voice of the Seawolves. And you don't get VIP parking access that well, I mean, I, I have to park in the back 40, man. Like, no, they, no. It's, there's actually a spot out there at the Alaska Airlines Center where it has my name and says, you know, Keaton Homer right there. Thank goodness the snow has come because it now covers it up so I can kind of park anywhere I want. <laughs> but when the snow's not there, uh, yeah, it's in the back corner. You know, it's just kind of isolated. You know, stay over here. This is your spot. You got to walk, you know, half a mile to the arena. No, I'm just well, that's uh, we're gonna have to do something about that because, yeah, Voice of the Seawolves can't be parking out in no. Booneyville for no, no. walking in. It's good for me, I need the exercise. Well, it so. might be good for you, but it's not good for me if you're not getting in the <laughs> VIP lot, then I'm not going to be able to get in the <laughs> VIP lot. So, we're gonna have to figure out something for that, but yeah, yeah. Well, in terms of Seawolf athletics going on in the next week, UAA women's basketball still on the road this week, anyway. Uh, next week, as you mentioned, uh, we will touch on the great Alaska shootout and we will talk about some of the teams coming up. Obviously everybody is interested in Alyssa Peely in the university of Utah. Um, that is the opening round opponent for the UAA Seawolves. So that game I would expect is going to be crazy. And, uh, as it should be, the arena is going to be a very fun environment when, uh, the Utes come to town to take on UAA. UAA men's basketball this week. They are on the road, kind of. They're up in Fairbanks, um, taking uh, taking part of the Alaska-Hawaii Challenge. They're actually playing two Hawaii teams up in Fairbanks. Just seems a little ironic. You're playing two teams from Hawaii in Fairbanks. I don't know. I'd rather yeah, be in Hawaii. I don't you know, know about but, that. Yeah. Fairbanks, Hawaii. Hmm, where yeah, should that game be played? Yeah, I know. It just—I would like to be down down in Hawaii. That'd be the, the nice thing. But they're up in Fairbanks. They're taking on Chaminade and also Hawaii Pacific. Those are actually two really big games. These are the first uh, games of the year in which UAA is playing a Division Two opponent and a West Region opponent. So these are pretty important games and kind of a, a very early measuring stick for this year's men's basketball team. Talked to Rusty Osborne briefly after uh, the couple of games against Cal Maritime and. Not to say that he's nervous, but I think he might be just a little uncertain, right? Uh, they they have no film on these guys because it's the first games of the year for Chaminade and also Hawaii Pacific, and now they have film on UAA. So Rusty's kind of like, mm, I don't know what we're going to get, you know? So um, it'll be interesting. So keep an eye out for those two games up in Fairbanks before 
uh, UAA basketball does come back. The men's team will come back, play next week against uh, UC Merced at the Alaska Airlines Center as well. Uh, UAA hockey back at home ice also this weekend. Oh, I lost my spot. Where did it go? Oh, my goodness. Hold on. Bear with me. Power of the internet. Where are you at? Come on. Ah. <laughs> uh, the the Google machine not working for you? It's nope, it's broken. It's broken. There we go. All right. Uh Robert Morris. There we go. So uh November 10th and 11th at the Avis Alaska Sports Complex, UAA hockey trying to get back on track after they lost a couple to the rival UAF up in Fairbanks uh, as they take on Robert Morris. So UAA Athletics in full gear. Obviously, um it is that season. So it is time to get tickets for men's and women's basketball. Uh, UAA volleyball has one more match, by the way. Forgot to mention that. How do I forget that? Uh, volleyball is on the road this weekend, last road trip of the year, but then they take on UAF in their final home match uh, November 17th at the Alaska Airlines Center. So volleyball season coming to a wine for UAA. And I think that pretty much covers everything in Seawolf sports. Yeah, that's November. That's everything is kind of some of the fall stuff is ending. Some of the winter stuff is starting and that's, uh, you know, high school hockey is, is starting to get into full it's swing too, and we're going to, we'll do some podcasts on that as well. And I know we're going to, we're planning on releasing some more podcasts this week instead of just one this week, we'll release a, at least one more, maybe two, uh, updating on the yep. state volleyball tournament and some other things that are happening. Cause this is a pretty big weekend. And then next week, obviously a little bit more focused on the great Alaska shootout. So yep. really exciting times. It is exciting times. So I, uh, I enjoyed this podcast. This is uh this was fun. This was a good one. Number six already in the books. So seems, seems I, it's hard to believe there's already been six and we've yep. actually had, we've had our best, first live guest on the show yeah i know yeah. i know see Katie we need merchandise great. need merchandise yep i'm i'm getting i'm working on it. i'm working on it. i've got know. some at some point in the future here we'll be able to do some merchandise giveaway and uh specific to podcast listeners and that will be very exciting i am looking forward to that yeah it will be all right well once again be sure you like subscribe wherever you Get your podcast and uh, hit that subscribe button for the Alaska Sports Talk podcast as we will have future episodes coming up. This is going to be a big week. Uh, there's going to be, I'm sure, Isaiah, can you speak to this? There might be some stuff dropping from you, or not UA Volleyball, but from high school volleyball uh, this week during the state tournament, maybe, perhaps? Oh, I think so, yeah. We're, we'll okay. be set up We'll be set up there. I know Brad will be back from his, from his assignment the last uh, few let's see a few days. I think it's been like a week and a half now that he's been gone on assignment. So Brad will be back and we'll be able to do some podcasts from the, from the Alaska Airlines center with some updates and, and then obviously updates from UAA that's, that's happening too. Cause there's a lot going on this weekend. So yeah, there is. we'll definitely be doing that. Thanks to Roger Briley and associates, the bike shop, Artouche, Alaska sausage and seafood and the Alaska Club for their support in this podcast and making this happen. So, again, just really love the fact that we're doing this and excited about what's coming up this week and the coming weeks. 
Yeah, for sure. Well, that's going to do it for this edition of the Alaska Sports Talk Podcast. Our huge thanks to Wasilla head coach, volleyball head coach Katie Oxspring for joining us today. For Isaiah Vreeman, I'm Keaton Homer signing it off. Good night, everybody.